Hey there to all of you. We are now on lesson 331, but before we commence with the specifics, we have to look at this question, what is the ego? And it jumps right in and says the ego is idolatry. It is the sign of a limited and separate self born in a body doomed to suffer and to end its life in death. Now, before I go any further, I want to take a look at that word doomed. We tend to think of doom and gloom as horror movies or sob stories or maybe even a cartoon kind of word. Well, it isn't a cartoon kind of word, and the course is specific about the words that are chosen. So what I want to do is to remind you of the actual dictionary meaning of doomed. A condemnation to a severe penalty. The last judgment, a predestined end in ruin or tragedy, a terrible fate, a disaster, to condemn to ruination or death. Well, that doesn't sound very good, and to be guaranteed that that's what we're going to get if we decide to be all about the story of me, it's time for us to sit up and take notice. It then continues on. The ego is the will, in quotes, that sees the big will of God as the enemy. It's that point of view. And it takes a form in a body in which the will of God is denied. The ego is the proof, in quotes, that strength is weak, love is fearful, life is really death, and what opposes God alone is true the sense that I am a separate self and I have to take care of myself. It then is very clear, the ego is insane. In fear, it stands beyond the everywhere, apart from all, in separation from the infinite. Nothing, of course, can really be separate. This is all of our terrible imagination. In its insanity, it thinks it has become a victor over God himself. And in its terrible autonomy. It sees, in quotes, the will of God has been destroyed. In other words, it looks around and says, doesn't look like love and peace and delight here. Looks like I destroyed it after all. It dreams of punishment and it trembles at the figures in its dreams. It's enemies who seek to murder it before it can ensure its safety by attacking them. The Son of God is egoless. In other words, the truth of us is that not a one of us is a separate thing. And then I'm going to change from singular to plural with our pronouns here. What can we know of madness and the death of God when we abide in Him? When we are one with Him, what can we actually know of sorrow and of suffering when we live in eternal joy? What can we know of fear and punishment and sin and guilt and hatred and attack when all there is surrounding us is everlasting peace, forever conflict-free and undisturbed, in deepest silence and tranquility? To know reality is not to see the ego and its thoughts, its works, its acts, its laws, its beliefs, its dreams, its hopes, its plans for its salvation, and the cost belief in it entails. We do cherish the ego. But in suffering, the price for faith in it is so immense 
that crucifixion of the Son of God is offered daily at its darkened shrine, and blood must flow before the altar where its sickly followers prepare to die. Yet will only one lily of forgiveness, one letting go of judgments, one change of mind, change the darkness into light, the altar to allusions to the shrine of life itself, and peace will be restored forever to the holy minds that God created as his son, his dwelling place, his joy, his love, completely his, completely one with him. All the beautiful things are already true, in place, inviolate, and all the horrible things we experience are merely a result of polluting our minds with judgments, with the horror stories of what we are, what we've become, what we fear we have done to someplace else. There is never a meeting place between the truth and this ego self that we think we have made. So that's what the ego is, not something we want to keep hanging on to and listening to. Okay, now we're going to look at the specifics of Lesson 131. And it says, lesson title, There is no conflict, for my will is yours. How foolish, Father, to believe your Son, all of us, could cause ourselves to suffer. Could he, we, make a plan for our damnation and be left without a certain way to our release? You love us, Father. You could never leave us desolate to die within a world of pain and cruelty. How could we ever think that love has left itself? There is no will except the will of love, the reality of love. Will with a capital W is creation. It's the truth. Nothing changes it. Fear is just a dream, and it has no will that can conflict with yours because love creates, fear doesn't. Conflict is sleep and peace awakening. Death is just illusion. Life is eternal truth. There is no opposition to your will. There is no conflict possible because our will is yours. What we are is an extension of your will. Of course, they are the same. So forgiveness, stopping that judgment, clearing out our mind shows us that God's will is one and that we share it. So let us look upon the holy sights that forgiveness, dropping judgment, shows us today so that we may find and experience the peace of God. Right here, right now. Amen. Hugely important lesson about what this ego is, the story of me, how much it does not serve us, how much it promises a life we aren't going to like and continually invites us to change our minds. Really think about this today. What we want to do is focus on what's in the best interests of all of us collectively, not my own little made-up personal self. I hope you have a very insightful day today and really take these ideas to heart. We'll be back together tomorrow. Thank you. Goodbye.